really hurt my butt. Okay? I was the second most aggressive play out there. There was one other, but I was definitely the second one. She rammed me at one point and most of my body went flying out of the seat. Welcome to Downloadable Coffee Dallas. I'm your host, Daniel Shea, and joining me today is Rebecca Easton. And Michael. This is the this this <clears throat> this is a podcast. I gotta give you props for that. And you managed to keep the whistle going the entire time. My huge props. This is a podcast where we recap the game events happening around the DFW area and beyond, as well as look at back at topics that took over the VGOCC last week. Uh, there, things got a little heated. You didn't you didn't show up on Monday, but things got a little bit heated. Friday. 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 Yeah, you're right. Friday. Uh, what kind of heated? Uh, like. I walked out of it. Oh. <laughs> I walked right out of the meeting. But it carried on. Everybody was still good. Uh, it was hot. Everything was still good. Just the topics got All right. <laughs> a little too All right. exciting. Mm-hmm. So before we go into what we talked about last week, let's see what events are coming up or what events have happened and what events are coming up. So events that have happened uh, last Thursday was the Game, game Dev Drink Up. Mm-hmm. You looked very mm-hmm. surprised there for a second. It's the game, Dem Dream. Did you make it? No, I could not. Uh, we were throwing a party on Saturday, so I was like, yeah, I got to clean. Well, Daniel <laughs> made it for like about 15 <laughs> seconds. Oh. And then I left. It was it very was packed. packed. Oh, yeah, it always is. Nowhere okay. sitting, nowhere standing. Plano started ha- having their like big uh, social event things happening the same second Thursday of every month. Uh, yeah, the so wine now, thing. Yeah. yeah, the wine walk. I thought the wine, like that was the last wine walk of the season. But they still do other events, not just the wine walk. Oh. So now it's just permanently packed in there. Man. But it dies down at like 9 or 10. Yeah, that's true. But that's also a lot of times when the game people start walking out, too. It's like (coughs) 9, 10. There are a few that will stick around until like 11, 12. But the majority of people start walking out between 9 and 10. So it just depends on the crowd you're wanting to hang out with. Yeah. Uh, and so that was one thing. And then we also went to Dallas Society of Play event. Me and Daniel did, or me and Shay, whatever name you want to go by, for Whirly Ball. <laughs> Whirly Ball. I've got some bruises. Oh, man. That's oh, so man. much fun. So what Whirly Ball is, is you're on a go-kart, and you're giving these rackets, uh, the little scoop rackets that you see, like, on lacrosse things. Yep. And you're tossing a wiffle ball back and forth between you and you're trying to hit a scoreboard just hit it doesn't need to go in a basket it just needs to hit the scoreboard and it's great it's great when the bumper car works it's great oh yeah when the bumper car works it's great oh man so i got into one car and it just went i mean you just it just went. Everybody wanted to get in that car. The other ones, there's like two or three that kept breaking down. Their response was like, just have a car hit you. It'll jump start it again. <laughs> it was like, like the entire, it's like the place was kind of like dingy. But then once you got in there and like start having fun, you didn't care. But it's like 10 points if you accidentally demolish a wall kind of thing. It was weird. It was so weird. Well, and like when a car would break down, they would just leave it abandoned as a tripping hazard. So then you just got like 
all these bumper cars in your way that you're trying to navigate around. Mm-hmm. It was, it was blessed. It's, uh, Dynamic obstacle course. Oh yeah, it was it was super fun, and I dropped some pictures in the Discord of like the three people that some like three people that two people dressed up, and then like one person somewhat dressed up, which was yeah, <laughs> dressed up as in like fancy dress up or like mm. costume dress up. Costume. Gotcha. Yeah, costume. Since it's a hol- <laughs> Halloween event. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, what were you dressed as? Well, Russell had an extra Mario hat, and I just—that's <laughs> not a costume. So. I mean, it was Teenage Mario. That's what we all decided. Oh, I like. guess you could say that you were uh, Made me Mario really Odyssey happy because next Monday I will be turning thirty-two. So thirty-two-year-old Teenage Mario. I mean, I, I still have like my friend also stopped by, and she got hit so hard at one point. And she had like a death grip on on this on the joystick that you use to turn the car. She actually ended up tearing her her <laughs> palm from it. I was like, oh no! Uh, but it was a huge blast. She super enjoyed it. Everybody else enjoyed it. And then they had an after hour uh, over at Vickery Park for a little while, and that was like four people that showed up. So that was pretty cool. And hmm. um, it was great. I got a chance to talk about writing. Everybody else got a chance to talk about game development. It was super fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. And that is actually all that happened. And here is, so here's what's coming up. Upcoming events. Upcoming events. Tomorrow is here at Nirvana Spirit Cyanide and Happiness is hosting an event at 6 p.m. I didn't read the full description because it just sounds like we, we're showing off a bunch of stuff again. That's and helpful. So this is the... Well, they have a game coming out soon, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do. so I'm sure you guys are going to see the game there. So at 6 p.m. But this will be up tomorrow. after the event, too. Yeah, that's true. But, like, in the... in in it's Like, it happens. It's happening. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It's, All right. It's amazing. Anyway, so that's happening. Um, I, that That was given to me, like way after it but it was posted on facebook so pay attention to another plug to pay attention to our facebook our community which is quickly becoming our community board where everybody's starting to post events that are happening around the area which is great do it i love it please it helps me out a lot um and it helps everybody else here plan out their week so if they want to start do networking they can go to it if not you know cool Next. All right. <laughs> so that's what's coming up. <laughs> Woo, we are. Like, so that's what's coming up. Now let's go ahead and uh, talk about uh, what we talked about last week. So here's the topics that we talked about last week during the VGOCC. Both of our clubs happen uh, Thursday and Friday. Thursday is the one in Plano. That's usually at Whole Foods and Runner Road. And the other one is here on Fridays at Nirvana. Both clubs start at 8 a.m. Yeah. Okay, so to kick us off with, um, there's still a lot of talk about Tall Tale, and we'll get a little bit more into that later on. Uh, there was a news about Red Dead Redemption. Their NPC's dialogue will change, giving you direction involving routes and landmarks. <coughs> um, so it sounds like the, they're going to give the NPCs dynamic. Talking They're going to give them dynamic. Oh, talking gotcha. lines, dynamic talking lines. So there's two different versions that you normally hear when it comes to like NPC dialogues. There's the ones that you get the quest from, so those are quest missions, right? But the ones that you, when you're running around the world and you just hear people just saying random things like, "Look over there!" Oh man, what's that? Those are kind oh, of barks. Maybe. Yeah. I always think of 
by city in the Navy. Yeah, it's often referred to as barks. Um, so it's kind of cool that it sounds like they're taking it in a bit of a different direction so that the world is a lot more fleshed out rather than, let's say, ooh, what's that one game? It's usually purple. Uh, the game that is purple? It's purple. It, well, it, it uses, its theme color is purple. Saints Row. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> Saints Row. A lot of times when you're running around Saints Row, it's like there's just people going, woohoo, yeah, you're awesome, <laughs> kind of. And this, the world will be populated with people actually giving you suggestions on where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see these uh, these advancements in audio systems like that. Like uh, we had God of War's uh, storytelling system where you could go in and out of the boat and anytime you left yeah. the boat, they're like, oh, well, we'll, we'll come back to the story. Mm-hmm. And then you get back in the boat and sure enough, they pick it yeah. back up. That's actually one of my favorite things of God of War when I was playing the little bit that I did was, was that specifically. And I loved how they also, see, now you got me on narrative, but I love also how they, they used like old folk stories and, and how they integrated it into the world, and that was really cool because um, they—I just liked it. Yeah, I'm not going to go did, into too much, it, but they did a great job on it. Uh, so that was one. The other one that we have here. This is called Why Why PC Gaming. It was done by PCGamer.com. The other one was a Twitch, was a was a Twitter thing. Um, but this is PC Gaming PC PC pcgamer.com this is why pc gaming the reason why i kind of shared this one was because we have a lot of people that prefer to to game on their pc and what the article was talking about is the relationship that you have between your hardware versus like it's the only place where you can still customize your build versus Mm -hmm. with a console what you see is what you get Right, and we were sharing that on there um, just kind of as like the last hurrah to it. And the conversation that evolved out of that is uh, why it's so expensive, why some people would prefer to go the build your own route versus go the console route, and a lot of it is just customizability. You would know something on that. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. You know, I I dabble in building computers a lot. Uh, Rock a pretty, pretty rocking, rocking city. <laughs> uh, no, I mean there, there's something to be said about uh, it, it's like Legos to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a whole new facet of hobby and enjoyment to me beyond just the games themselves. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> by continually working on my PC, I'm also continually making the games look and run better. So there's there's this like back and forth there that I enjoy. Well, so one of the one of the things that I'm thinking about it more. One of the things that we're bringing up is how how difficult it is to customize your PC a lot of times because you have to stay up with the current trends. And what I mean by that is like like you're not going to buy every single new thing that's coming out, but you still have to stay up with technology, like know what's coming out. What's compatible? Yeah, what's compatible? What yeah, isn't? That's the hardest part. You also have to like so last year when Bitcoin hit twenty. 20,000 per coin, 20,000 per coin, which uh, in, in NVIDIA released a their card, right? That graphics card got quickly taken up or the card that they released got quickly taken up by a bunch of people that wanted to mine, right? right. Which then evidently made the graphic card way more expensive, but also a highly valuable item to get. And at that point, anybody that was trying to build a C- P- PC outside of that, mm-hmm. 
they they weren't able to because they were having to, those parts were already being taken off the shelf before they could even get to it. Right, right. right. It nearly doubled the price of GPUs. Uh, also, because of tsunamis in Taiwan mm-hmm. and other areas in that region, uh, there were a lot of manufacturing plants that, that went under. So RAM also nearly doubled, if not more. Mm-hmm. And now here in the U.S., uh, there's some trade sanctions going back and forth yeah. and tariffs. And we're about to see another 25% increase in damn near every pit, bit of PC equipment. Yeah, so that like that that's a lot of reason why people have started yeah. to go to pre-made things because it's now becoming either expensive or barrier to entry is too high to get into PC building. Um, so those were some things that we were talking about. Our next thing on here is this kind of old news. Microsoft has done this for a while. But PSN ID name change, so this is from GameStop.com. They, PlayStation has finally allowed you to make at least one name change. And that's it. That's the news. I mean, that's better than, than most companies. I've had the same unfortunate name on uh, the Xbox Live for forever because they wouldn't let me put in my original username. Oh, so if I had the opportunity to change it to my original username, I would totally take that. Right. Well, your username was probably taken after that point. Probably. It's not <laughs> taken on everything else. <laughs> yeah. Next thing we had up here was Project Project xCloud, gaming with you at the center, the official Microsoft. Um, this was about... Oh, the streaming service. They yes. They started talking about that. I think they're feeling the pressure from Google's... Uh, announcement of their streaming service and, right. well, and the Google, success they're seeing there. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Google's thing was really, really successful, <coughs> right? And now, now we're going to pretty much instead of seeing a console war or hardware war, we're about to start seeing streaming war, uh, and that, and that's what I feel like we're heading into potentially. Um, Sony's also been talking heavily about working on the PlayStation Five, so it's like we'll see what happens. Um, so this is really cool. And that was from, off of Microsoft's blogs. So blogs.microsoft.com. Here's a really funny one. <clears throat> In the arcade, there is Deal or No Deal, which is based off the popular TV show. Uh, according to, what is this? Boingboing.net. <laughs> this is what it's called. Boingboing.net. These guys figured out how to beat deal or no deal and what was really fascinating is they actually have an animation so the way that deal or no deal the the arcade game works is it shows you the suitcase Mm -hmm. right the case and then it shuffles the case around and you have to guess where that where that case ended up or where the money ended up um so that's all cool it's an actual animation so what these guys did was they actually slow recorded Mm. it slow motion to follow the case around, and then we're just winning just nonstop off of that. Uh, since then, people have already come out and said that there are arcades that know about this, that it, that knew this animation happened, and how some people are using to cheat, and they are actually watching for people who are trying to record the video game. Because uh, there are a couple of others that also do it. But to us, it was just surprising, because a lot of times you just like you think it's just they collapse everything together, and then they spread it out, and that's it, right? 
but this was an actual, the case was really moving around. So they're basically talking about turning uh, arcades into casinos with cameras watching your every move to make uh, sure that you're not cheating. Well, so one of the guys was talking about how if they did it the other way, where it was just, it wasn't, like, it wasn't animated like that, uh, it would actually go into more casino games and would be considered gambling. So by actually having the animation, and don't quote me on this, this is just what he was saying, by actually having the animation, it it means that it's not gambling, that there is a chance to beat it, uh, which is evident by people recording. Yeah. <laughs> They should probably just remove that game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, in general, there's like a fine line for some games that you see in arcades to be like gambling games. Uh, like, uh, which what's that one? Do you guys have you guys ever been to round one? Round one. Uh, it's called round one. Uh, I don't think and so. Round, well, so there's um, so it's like Dave and Buster's where it's got more Japanese games in it than. Hmm. Um, but there is one game in there where it's just like the Wheel of Fortune, where you pull, push the bar down and you circle around and you get a ticket. As long as I get something out of it, it's not gambling. But if I don't, if I have the potential of not getting anything out of it, then it's gambling. <laughs> so it's really weird. Um, like the rules. And he gave some insight, and I'm not going to say who it is, or, or but he did, and I can't even remember all of it. Um, but he gave some insight into like how, how arcade games and casino games kind of work in that regard. Um, so that was one thing. Uh, then we have, oh, this is what started. So that was what was going on. Um, let me see if we, we missed anything. Yeah, what, what was the big hot button topic that everybody was Yeah, I'm about, about to get to that. That's why I'm like, no, let me find something else that prevents me from having to talk about that for like two more seconds. Ah, uh, the Harry Potter game link leaked. Uh, did you have a chance to see that? We talked about that last week. Did we? Yeah. I just really don't want to. Get heated, Ray. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it. It only works really well if the person that set me up. And so, okay, to sum it up, um, oh, Project Steam, we just talked about that. Um, platinum completion rate is insane for Spider-Man 4. You're just biding time. You're just biding time. Come on. I know. I don't. I, I ain't got this time. Uh, fine. I'll get to it. So, alrighty. Here's what. Here's what came out. Uh, this was from GamerSutra.com. Uh, Icon uh, Dev Wave Dash Games lays off majority of staff. They went from having about 35 people to having uh, to laying off 30 people and keeping only five. Um, so, in, in the process of talking about about that. Uh, the question came up to, as it always usually does with a whole bunch, bunch of people that run companies, um, why did it fail? Uh, if I remember correctly from most of this, they were state for, for Wave Dash, they were stating on like Talltale, uh, Wave Dash, Wave Dash was stating that it had something to do with not hitting a specified deadline. And because of that, they had to lay off the majority of their staff, mm. um, <clears throat> So we brought back up the t- brought back up Telltale and how it failed. Mm-hmm. What was it? What was the thing? And so my question was like, what was their business model? Um, and, and Shay, feel free to like help help out a little on that. But um, uh, I can't even remember. It's one of those things like you get so angry, like you kind of black out for a second. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of. Yeah, it was it was very heated, and it kind of was going around, and the discussion seemed to be like, well, who, whose fault is it? Is it all on the salesman, or should business development have seen this coming? You know, 
Mm-hmm. And if so, like how many miles out should they have seen it coming? Um, which, which we can say, I mean, not being on the inside of everything that was going on, it sounded like the, with Telltale, it was, they were kind of riding on two hopeful investments that were supposed to pull through. And I guess uh, one of the people at the group was saying that both investments got pulled within an hour of each other. Mm-hmm. So it was bad luck, or maybe they shouldn't have put as much faith in that as they there's there's a number of factors there, I'm certain, and some of which we won't know because yeah. we weren't there, right? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, one of the things that I was bringing up is just comes down to business model. Um, for for like in the in the like Talltale, they changed their business model. They weren't developing uh, original IP; they were developing off of existing IP, yeah. and therefore you have to maintain a certain amount of relationship with both sides. But also, like, what were they kind of like? What was the deal specified between there? Mm-hmm. If they didn't feel solid, if like the the investors or the people that they were going to make the deals with didn't feel solid because something happened with their biz dev, then that that's kind of it. But in the, in the process, and what I was trying to get at, in the process, when you have a business model like Tall Tales, where you're developing off of existing IPs, then you're always going to have somebody. I call it the hustle, right? You're always going to have somebody hustling to find the next IP to work on, right? Because you're not making your own. You're having to build off of others, and therefore you're having to find other partnerships to go along. Right. Well, this, right? Is, this is true even of companies that... that- do constantly work on their own IPs. Mm-hmm. That biz dev is always out there shuffling like that. Oh yeah. In, in the case skills. of that, they're they're looking for publishers <laughs> and maintaining relationships with publishers. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and it, in in those cases, right? If you're able to know, like, if Talltale actually was doing the job right and they were going, and it wasn't just hinging on two, but they actually had four other people they were talking to, then I can understand why they they thought like they were trying really hard. And I understand like the person that I got heated with was actually David. <laughs> uh, so, and what David was saying is that you can't put all everything. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Uh, everything on... Uh, sorry, my alarm was going off. Everything on uh, on the salespeople or the biz dev people. He, and what he was essentially saying was, like, you can't rely on the hustle, right? And I, I disagreed with that in a lot of different ways. Um, it, but I saw where he was coming from. And I get where what he was trying to say. Uh, but I, I disagree with it only because depends on your business model, right? If you're entirely reliant on sales to keep your business afloat, then there is a lot of responsibility both the biz dev team, the sales team have that if they're not meeting their goals, right, then there's something fundamentally wrong with your process. And figuring out where you're breaking in those sales, right, that's that's well, really hard. You're absolutely right that there's a lot of biz dev stuff mm-hmm. uh and balancing your books is extremely important. Mm-hmm. But it's not just, you know, which IPs they had in order. It's a matter of, like, oh. how they were managing their funds that put them in a position where losing two potential deals yeah. caused a big problem. Uh, right. if, I'm, I'm not entirely certain of the scenario of the deals or whatever, but I am aware that they were working on a very old engine at this point uh, for a very long time. And they put a lot of funds into tools on that engine. Um, and all the people who built and managed that had kind of moved on. And elsewhere, right? right. Uh, I mean, that was the other, the other. Like, we didn't actually get into that other t- part of the topic. Was like, what, what were? So the other thing about like Talltale is 
there was no change to their to, there's there's no replay for replayability in their games, right? They they design a lot of their stuff to be what you what you what you see is what you get. This is it, and it's always going to be the end. You can try and go through it any way you want, but eventually, you as a player know there's only really three endings here, right? So no matter what my actual choices, you could give me six choices, but at the end, I'm only ever going to have three endings. Right, so they never really evolved away from that type of game, um, whereas where you see most most devs start to evolve and change what tools they're using, what system they're working on, that stuff wasn't there uh, in Tall Tales. Um, so that the the what what really got heated was just more of like the business biz dev discussion on it, and and it feels like we talk about that a lot. Anyways. Uh, and it goes back to what we talked about, and I guess we're kind of going into an expansion a little bit more on it because there's really no other topics that I, I, I like. I said I hit the eject bu- button and kind of ran out of that mm-hmm. meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Daniel, were there any other things that were discussed? That, that was pretty much the end. Anyway, after that, we kind of went around and discussed with everyone who's working on what, who's playing what, introducing new people. Was Matt there on Friday? Matt was there on Friday. Yeah, yeah I was. Cur- I would be curious to hear his take on that situation. He tried, but it got down to me, me and David, David just yelling at each other. Well, we weren't yelling, um, but he 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 kind of was taking your stance on it. Um, from what I can, from what I know, well, that I he was got trying. A stance. I'm not taking. A oh, stance. I'm sorry. What you were saying? Wow! I'm sorry. Wow! Combative already. <laughs> what he was saying was like he he <laughs> agreed. Like there wasn't you couldn't put all the blame just on BizDev. But he said BizDev might have been, like, a real big part of that, too. Um, I mean, from what I hear, like, some of their their business practices are exactly why a lot of people have kind of, even before this layoffs, have mm-hmm. been kind of moving elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I wasn't working there, so I'm not entirely certain. So, well, and I feel like all of this is speculation right now, and it... So just to kind of just kind of like doesn't matter. Just to kind of expand a little bit more on it and what I was saying a second ago is that uh, we have a tendency to talk at the club a lot about business, right? Um, like what it takes to be a game developer, both what it is to like e- either you're in the AAA space, middle space, or you're an indie developer or somebody that's just starting out, right? There are all sorts of things that you have to have to do and have to account for. And when you're first starting out, if you think back to that article that we talked about last time, I believe, which was uh, we should stop telling people to go into the indie space, right? (laughs) What what were you really trying to say there? And what we really try to say at the club is it's not just making games. You have to maintain a, a certain lifestyle what I mean by that is you not so much lifestyle is the wrong words to use. You have to have to be able to float yourself, right? And for a lot of people, they they if you don't have the business sense or the hustle to take on contracts or know where to go to get the contracts, then you know a lot of people end up going to live back with their parents or having to go what they can perceive as like abandon the dream to go work right, at right. corporate. And it's not necessarily <laughs> the case. It's just, they didn't understand that. Oh, it's not just about putting 50 hours into making a game. No, there's, I've got to have some contracts. I've got to be able to fund, not just myself, but if I need somebody to help me, I have to be able to fund that. Right. So where's the money coming from is the question. Right, right. Um, and if you're not, you know, if you're not also 
hustling your game mm-hmm. if you're making that, uh, right, and no. it doesn't make any money, then you know what your your model there um, is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Eventually, something's going to break, and either you're going to have to get into a second job or something else. Everybody at the, the, like everybody we've, we've brought into our stuff is starting to like kind of get it now is like, what's the important, what are two things that you need to be able to do? One, sustain yourself. And then also marketing is important and how you go about marketing is, is it's difficult, right? Like I'm not going to, a lot of times I want to be like marketing is easy because that's, it's my space. Um, but I, I understand very well that it is difficult, right? But there are ways to make it manageable for yourself, right? Just as there's ways to fund your game that you might not be thinking of, right? And, and we keep, we discuss a lot of that at the club and I would love to like, like last time we talked about, what was the last thing that we talked about in our last expansion topic was networking. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Networking is your yeah, start. Do's and don'ts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The right. do's and don'ts of networking. That episode, by the way, is called Don't Be a Seagull. You know, I don't even remember what my analogy was. The That's seagull. what you said. I know. Um, I remember having yeah, a great analogy with the seagull. Yeah, but I don't even so remember it, what it was. It was basically you don't want, like, when you go to wind down at a place like the Drink Up or something, you don't want a flock of seagulls mm, just mm-hmm. mindlessly picking at you. Right, right. Yeah. It, was, it was a great analogy. Yeah, and, and but that's true, and and that's sort of the way. Like, where do you begin? It's networking, right? You're, you're starting to develop your product, but you also want to start getting out there and building up your network. And you do it for a few different reasons. One for relationship, you know, and and BizDev is a lot of the same way. Uh, essentially, if you're doing networking, you're doing BizDev. Um, so you're actually hitting two birds with one stone. And while you're developing your product, yeah, <laughs> and while you're developing your products, uh, also or your game you're already having a sense of what your your demographic is. You already know what your genre is. You already know what channels you want to put it on. Therefore, you've already built some of your marketing strategy. It's just you have to start thinking about it differently while you're doing it. And in the same sense, like even with um, like what Daniel is doing, we're working on an audio book together. Um, like even in that sense, when, when you're going through it, you're already looking at it like, like, how can I turn around and put this out as a lesson on my YouTube channel, right? We were talking about that yesterday, right? So the, it's just, it's there, but you have to think about it. And people don't think about it. And because they don't, they think it's hard. And it's just <laughs> a different mindset. So I'm going to leave it on that note. <laughs> Uh, it is so this is a bit of a, a short episode we got a little bit started a little bit late it's raining here. a lot it's that, it's not so an excuse much. but that's my excuse i mean <laughs> i've not when was the last time it rained this much in texas uh july this year yeah it's been a very rainy year oh man i was thinking back to like the tornadoes that happened like two three years ago mm-hmm. mm, yeah so. we uh yeah it's we had a, a couple of months where it was very hot and very dry and somewhat humid. And it felt like rain has not happened in a millennia. But no, this has actually been a very, very wet year. Very oh. moist year. No, it's not Houston. Houston is moist. Yeah, Houston is moist. We're, we're just, you know, rainy or sunny. There is some statistic that's asked, like, women, what are the wor- what is one of the words you don't like the most? Moist. And women said moist was the one that they didn't like. Well, how did that become that? A lot of people can't stand that word. And it's, it's the it's other like sound. trendy to not be able to stand that word. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So let's, uh, before we fully close out, let's go into our shout outs. So, of course, as always, huge thank you to... 
their Advana Coffee, who lets us have, uh, or not have, <laughs> uh, hosts our podcast every Monday, as well as the Friday Coffee Club. Mm-hmm. They've been great to us, and they make excellent drinks, and there's plenty of free board games you can play while you're here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Trey Hodge, uh, once again, for editing all of our awesome podcasts. We're like doing all of his awesome edits to our podcast. <laughs> and yeah, if you can hear my stomach growling, uh, and have been hearing my stomach growling through this microphone, I'm very sorry. <laughs> it was trying to give its own shout out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shout out. Sorry, Trey. <laughs> and of course, Anwar. Anwar, oh, I, uh, yeah, for always keeping us on point and getting us scheduled out so that we don't miss days anymore. Also, I want to give a shout out to Russell. He's been super awesome and helping with everything. Uh, and what I mean by that is like he's been very inclusive. Um, sometimes there's groups that are like, what do you want to do with us? Like, why would you want to be a part of our Fear. announcement thing? Fear. But we walk in, I go, hey, can I can I pitch the coffee club at your thing? And he's like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been super awesome. Russell's super cool. And yeah. the world of all events that they put on was... Yeah, it was so much fun. So much fun. Bruises, but so much fun. Yeah, you... <laughs> Really hurt my butt. Right? I was I was the second most aggressive play out there. There was one other, but I was definitely the second one. She rammed me at one point, and most of my body went flying out of the seat. But one of my butt cheeks was stuck, and it, it nearly ripped something. So thank you, guys. So you're so telling much. me that she stuck you in the butt? Yep. All right. I'm telling the world. Don't play World of the Ball with Brett. Unless you're on the same team as him. Yeah, well, I won three games. Our team won three games. Anyways, thank you so much. As always, if you want to join our discussion, hit us up on Facebook or join our discussion group or Discord. Oof, what I... Join our Discord. You can look us up as VGOCC or Video Game Open Coffee Club. Or you can continue to follow us here at Downloadable Coffee. Dallas... See you guys next week. Laters.